Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday, the 25th. We're rocking and rolling. It's already the end of March. What is going on? Yeah, super fast. Well, it's me, Mark, the magic man, uh, and Byron behind the glass. Hey. And, uh, you know, my my co-host and the founder and inventor of podcasts is out today, uh, Jeremy Clevin. We're going to miss him. We're probably going to miss him for the whole series, <laughs> the I think. Inventor. <laughs> the we're, inventor. We're not going to miss him. We're not going to miss him. <laughs> I know you will, buddy. <laughs> I know you will, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to miss Jeremy this week. So sad. But we got a good, we got a great guest in the house back for, I think, round two or three. Um, who's uh, obviously a, a now a, a veteran to the dose, but we want to welcome back Bobby Lieb in the house. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. It's my third time. It's your third and time, I still yes. don't know what a podcast is, so <laughs> we're, doing, we're, we're learning little by little. We'll be fine. Well, Jeremy's the one that was trying to get it. Like, you know, Jeremy, what is a podcast? And he had to tell you because he created it. He, he did, him and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, you know, end of the month already, March. We're freaking going into April already. I feel like we just started this year. It's crazy as we went all out there, guys. The market's nuts. We don't have anything to sell. Um, and uh, having somebody in the room that has done it at a high level, and it's still at a high level, I believe you're at 30 plus million this year so far, just in, in March, that's incredible. And might I add you a single producing agent with one or two assistants. So when you say single, I'm married. Married, I'm a single, single yes. producing I agent. Clarify that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I, just, I should have said individual. Let's <laughs> be politically correct. Here. Yeah, individual producing agent. By no means single. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, doing. I mean that, and that in itself is incredible. So, um, Bobby was uh, gracious enough to come to the the corporate office, my home group, a couple weeks ago to to teach a class. Uh, not really a class, more just a, 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 a discussion, but, you know, kind of going over what it means right now in this business and always boils down to relationships. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the whole lack of inventory and all that stuff and kind of what you've done to, to shift and move your business, because we know that you are a listing machine and have been your whole career, but obviously not having listings, it's tough, but maybe we can kind of go over what we went over, uh, with us in the, my home group offices talking about, uh, agent relationships and how that, or relationships in general, whether it be agents in the business and obviously our consumers, and then what what success you've seen with that, you know, with having to make changes. Sure. I, I would tell you one thing I talked about in, in a group is doing this as long as I have. When I first started, which was 30 years ago, seems like a long, long time ago. But as a new agent, I had a mentor, which was phenomenal, helped me a lot. But I also went on a lot of tours. And back then, Remember those days we used to actually ride with agents in the car? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But you sit, I would sit in the car as a brand new agent and just absorb what all these veteran agents um, were doing. And I always knew that I wanted to produce like them, but you can't make those baby steps until you, you learn. So I would get in the car and ask some questions. Tell me what it is that, um, you know, how you succeeded, how long did it take? And I find that and you, you don't have to like each other, but... I have to look at these guys knowing they survived for as long as they did. A there had to be a reason. Factor, yeah. You're exactly right. And they were really helpful to me. They, they always were there to answer questions for me. Even, even my own mentors were always there. But these other agents, I observed some of the things that I respected what they did, some things I didn't really appreciate, but they always gave me input. And turn the clock back now, and, and, and not only then, I used to go on a lot of realtor tours because— I think when you go on the tours, you learn the inventory, especially in the area. And I specialize in North Central, but we start off doing in Paradise Valley. You learn inventory, not from looking at the MLS. You actually look at the houses. Uh, you, you learn about different things in the house. And, and I picked up a lot from the agents doing that. Yeah. So turning the clock back to now, 
I, I almost tell people I, I hate what I see now. I, I, I see agents that get into real estate because, uh, like me, I played college baseball. I didn't really have an official degree. Uh, I had an, I was in the nightclub business yeah. for, for about 10, 12 years. A very popular one. Uh, it was, year. it was. Yeah. And I survived uh, doing, <laughs> doing the club. But having done all that, I, I knew that when it came time, when I got out of the nightclub business, I went to work with uh, Mark Moskowitz and Ronnie Gilbert. And I actually stayed with them for five years. And just, I, I absorbed a lot from them. Um, five years probably is a long time to, to have a mentor. But what I did learn from them were, I mean, we go on listing appointments and it was people that I knew um, that I brought to the table, but I certainly, I was a nightclub slug, so I couldn't convert them to clients. <laughs> slug. Yeah, so Mark really helped me. Uh, we get the listing and I sit back not saying anything, which is a lot different than I do now. <laughs> so I do a lot of talking now. <laughs> but back then, you, you, you know, I watched how he, and, and we get the listing. It was the most amazing presentation. He'd get lost. And I, that's where I kind of had to learn how to, to walk the whole uh, walk with the, with the sale. We got it done and, you know, whatever, how long it took. But I, I was thrown in the trenches, but we got the listing. And when I, when I look at agents now, first of all, I have always answered my phone. And a lot of these agents nowadays that just get out of real estate school, they think they know more than us. They don't give you the veteran, uh, the respect that I think we've, we've earned. Uh, good luck doubt. in trying to get a hold of them. Uh, they, they'll even say, hey, I don't work past five o'clock. And I'm going, wow. <laughs> Uh, remember the short oh sale. Remember the short sale foreclosure. You call an agent back then in 2010, 2011, and you're lucky if they got back to you before Monday, and it's because the banks gave them the inventory. So nowadays, what I see is I'm frustrated because the agents don't return their calls, and more importantly, if you call them to show the listing, I, I know they're showing time. You know, I barely know how to do showing time. I, I'm AOL and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty, it's AOL. <laughs> that email still. I'm, I'm, I'm still AOL. I'm still AOL. Love I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually pathetic. But you know what? But so when I call agents, because I, I want, first of all, on my listings, people go, well, we tried to do showing time. I don't do that. I make people call me, and which is kind of a novel idea, because whatever you put on your listings on the internet is word for word. They just the internet just takes from that from the MLS. I want agents to call me and say, look. Tell me what you're looking for. Tell me the makeup of your buyer, because I want to give you that edge as a buyer's agent to your, your client already knows pretty much the same thing you know. I'm going to give you an edge. Tell me, is it because they want to go to a particular school or they work in the neighborhood? I can help you with my listing telling you stuff that you wouldn't know. Um, and they're shocked that I actually answer the phone and actually describe the house to them. Good luck in trying that role reversal and calling some of these other agents to answer it. And some of them, you know, I'm watching now what happened the last two years because I know a lot of agents, I'm not saying it's in your group or our group, they sold everything. And they thought, oh, my God, this is such an easy business. Yep. And I'm going to be making a million dollars a year for the next 20 years and in my sleep. They're finding now the music it stopped. ain't easy. It ain't easy. And now they're going now, the ones that did not have relationships and not have mentors, they're getting out of the business. They're realizing, you know what, I don't know what I did. I was lucky back then. But now it's all about if you don't have a relationship with other agents, a, a, a private example, uh, and I wrote it down because I wouldn't forget his name uh, in your company, uh, Jared Kinman. Yes. Phenomenal. So I, I have a buyer that um, called me. I actually have a buyer, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I have a buyer that called me in this house that Jared was listing. 
Uh, I called him up. He answered his phone. He goes, hey, Bobby, how's it going? And I'm going great. I go, look, I, I know you just listed a couple days ago. It was in the half million dollar range. I go, look, and, and you now can tell people what the highest offer you have on the table. I said, tell me, what is it going to take to buy this house? He told me the number. I called my client. We got it done in an hour. He sent it back to me. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, just because I knew Jared. And good, again, you, you try calling some other agent. They're going to say, well, you know, you look at the listing. We're going to hold her for a week. And in two weeks, we're going to get back to you. And look, I, I know for some agents that works. But for me, it's been doing this for a long time. I want to know, I'm hoping I know the other agent that I can cut through all that red tape. And look, I've done it two or three times this year. One was a million and a half dollar deal. The agent said, I'm getting ready to hold open. Uh, my wife actually, it's a Chandler. You know, I don't even know where Chandler is. <laughs> so my wife, my wife is showing. This is far from This him. is far from me. I had to get on the freeway to get to this yeah, meeting today. It's tough. So, tough. <laughs> so my wife went to meet with this agent, uh, took the client to Chandler because he worked out there. And um, I looked up the agent's name. She goes, because she said uh, the client really liked the house. I called the agent. She goes, well, I'm getting ready to hold the house open uh, the next two days from nine to five, and I'll be there. And then the Sunday, I'll present the offers. I go, same thing I said to Jared, tell me what it's going to take to buy your house. She goes, well, here's what I think my client will take. And I asked my client, we, I think they were asking um, nine a quarter. We came in at 975, 90% cash. We and I think the agent was thrilled because she didn't have to hold the house open for two days. Yeah. But I gave her exactly what she wants. She said to me, I, I'll respond back to you. I wrote the offer like it at 10 o'clock in the morning. I said, uh, I want an answer by two. She goes, Well, let me give it to you till six. I go, No, no, I'm not gonna wait till six o'clock. I gave you what you wanted. Uh, I don't want you to play this offer against any other offers. I had the offer back at one o'clock, accepted. It doesn't always work out that way, no. but that's 15, 20, 25 years. Of knowing the other agent, they knew who I was. Exactly. They knew I wouldn't BS. And relationships, it goes back to what I said in the very, very beginning. Um, if you know these agents for 20, 25 years, it can come back and help you, especially if you treat them with respect. And, and that's what I say. It's true. Well, and it's in one of the classes I teach, Keys with Ease, and that the, the biggest, I, I would say, part of the class is the the inner communications between agents and that it's, it is such a small industry. And that I've seen several times and I've done multiple deals with multiple agents throughout the years. Right. And I, you can never, ever, ever think that you're never going to work or see them again. So our, our actions are, are, are being looked at, right. especially, and we can control how we are. Look, you can get a bad agent, like on the cross sale, you can't control them being an ass, right? right? You cannot, but you can always control how you are right. and whether, whether they're a jerk to the end, they see how you are, right. believe it or not, it comes back again, like you said. And the, the frustrating part right now and what we're seeing is what some of these other companies out there are doing. It's not right. It's not fair. And they're, 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 they're taking a pain point of the market right now right. and they're exploiting it not only to the consumer, but to other agents. And it's just not right. It's not how we do business. And you know what the other thing is? It's it, not right to it for for the right. sorry, real quick, the person right. like you have in the car, the right. person that, that's flying out of town and you're conveying information and, and you're assuming that we're all working on integrity right. and what it says and what you're telling me. And then when you go and give that to your client and suddenly an hour later it's different. Right. I'm hearing this way too often, and it and it's it's more heavy now than ever before. Totally agree. And I'll tell you what, um, <clears throat> why I, I interrupted you. Sorry, but uh, it's that, quite well, right. actually, it's quite not, right. I, I don't mind yeah, interrupting. You're going to do it anyway. I, so. I will. But you know what? You know what it does when you call that agent, uh, these various companies, 
and they tell you one thing and then you find out it's a different thing, it makes you as look, an agent look bad in front yeah. of your client. Your client now doesn't trust you. I know I hear agents in my office, because you guys have a big company, we have a big company. I hear agents in my office are saying, I just lost my buyer because that same scenario just played out. They're thinking they're not competent enough as an agent, so they're going to hire another agent. And the agent, I mean, I, I just told you a story the other day. Um, I have a client that was, I was told by this agent that the home was going to go for seven fifty, And so my client actually flew out from New Mexico, which is a little bit further than me driving yes, to this meeting here today, bit. or Chandler. Slightly. Uh, slightly. <laughs> but so she, we were told seven fifty is what this house was going to list for. And so we go in there, my client likes the house. Now we find it's a range. It's from seven fifty to eight. And <laughs> so all of a sudden stupid. that's changed. So we offer something and then they tell us something. It just, you know what? That makes me, and my client goes, Bobby, you told me 750. I go, that's what this agent told me. So the credibility of this agent in my eyes is not. Well, they're losing credibility. And look right now, <clears throat> as it is the way it is in this market and it will change like every I other totally time it does. Right. I mean, everyone always said it All never right. lasts forever. This right. is going to change guys. It will, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Look how it is going to be for them, those companies and those individual agents, because we can always control our actions and what we do to do right by our client. The part that is so hard, guys, and, and Bobby's conveying his frustrations too. Unfortunately, we can't control how they're going to do. And you just have to hang in there and know that you're still doing the right thing. And the frustrating part is when it screws up with your relationship with your client. And 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 right now, being open up front about not only the the situation. Let them know about these companies out there. Let them know about the agents and right. kind of what they're doing to your client up front so that if it is the case that you run into one of those properties or listed by one of those companies, they have kind of a little bit upfront front knowledge so that you they know what they're walking into right. because it's just, it's, it's just not fair to the consumer. I've always looked at in my business when I was in production and the class that I teach that specifically talks about communication, number one, answering the phone, number two, treating everybody with respect, and obviously our clients and the fiduciary that we owe to them. Right. And the other part right now about the whole phone thing, because that gets me too, you got a guy in the room here, Bobby, who is at 30 plus million this year, and he's working as as a individual, not, Thank you. not so single, <laughs> individual agent. Right. He answers his phone. If he can answer his phone, and I get it. So you're listing, you get 20, 30, 40, 50, sometimes 100 offers. It's hard to do that and feel that. But you know what? If you can't answer that second, you're going to get right back. Right. That's the key. It's very right. important. And and I, it, I'm with you. I can't, I cannot uh, uh, stress enough that we have to be very conscious, especially now, because when this stuff is over and the music changes, um, the ones that are doing what Bobby's doing are going to be the ones standing. Clearly, it's why he stood for 30 years still. And last point before we shot off and go to tomorrow is when you said about the folks that are just kind of getting out. This year alone has been the biggest amount of, of folks exiting to either we're, we're, inactive right. or letting it just go. Like It, it was too easy for them. Too it was easy. too easy for them. And they thought, oh my gosh, what an incredible business. I can just I can wake up in the so morning many. and sell houses. It's like, no, no, you you got lucky for two years. The, the merry-go-round is over. Is over. Just, yeah. and, and they just can't cut it because right. they didn't do the things like, look, we have to build that, Pay that, their that dues. structure. Right. And the, yeah, it is paying right. your dues. Building that structure and that database and that relationship to to sustain time and these crazy, weird times that happen in the market and happen and, and something else will happen again too. It's right. just the way it goes. And, you know, simple as, as picking up your phone, but we've had so many of these of folks because they're like, well, why I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to pay 
association MLS stuff. So we actually created a referral brokerage. So we have a referral brokerage. So right. if you want to go inactive and be able to have your license still and not have to pay all the expensive dues, you can do that. Right. But we've ne- it's 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 I would say five six times the amount of people that that two year cycle right. we we get to see that are actually not renewing. So here we are. I know you're getting ready to go to to uh, the next date. To me, this is the number one most important thing that I'm dealing with right now is relationships with the agents. You, obviously, you need your clients to buy the things, but you need to be long-term in this business. You need to be you to respectful to other agents, and if you don't, it's going to come back and bite you. And it could be a month or two months, but that's why these guys yeah. are out the door, because they treated all of us like crap, and now they realize that they wish I would have been nicer to yeah. other people. And you may be fresh going, well, how the heck are they closing deals? They shouldn't be making money right now. <laughs> hey, let it go, because when it does change, they'll be the ones not making You're money. Right. So. Well, we'll stop there today. We'll thank our sponsors, VIP Mortgage. We'll thank our sponsor, Alliance Property Inspections, Horizon Pools. And obviously now we've got a great one uh, that just came on recently. We mentioned them last time uh, with uh, with Stuart Crawford and his team over there um, at Bison Ventures. Uh, wonderful group as well, supporting us as a company. We can't do it without our sponsors. So thanks, guys. And we'll be back more with Bobby Lieb tomorrow. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye.